the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and God Amen I want to speak to you today about the what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ and I think the gospel was very clear about it means that you leave something give up something to be a disciple of Christ and there is a contradiction or a seeming contradiction between the gospel that we've just heard when Jesus said who when Jesus said if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother very strong language father and mother wife and children brothers sisters yes and his own life also he cannot be my disciple and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple and later on he said so likewise whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple this is part and then we when we listen to the 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 gospel of the vespers it ends by saying take my yoke upon you and learn from me or let, let's take it one verse before come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light we all love this verse it's a promise of rest it's a promise of rest however when we go to the next reading it says give up do not love your father and mother and sisters and more than me otherwise you are, you cannot be i disciple to me it seems like there is a a costly price we need to pay to follow Christ and to be his disciple or his disciples and on the other hand he's saying come to me you will have rest in me seemingly they are they are contradicting each other but actually when we give up everything for him that's when we are ready to experience his rest when we take up his yoke and it is a yoke it is a burden but very very light very light compared to the rest and the glory we will have through that i'm going to focus on my my talk today about a story that took place in the 20th century about a, a child who was born to a wealthy family the father is a neurologist the the mother is coming from an aristocratic family and he was taught very well fine arts music he was a great pianist and at the age of 14 he they thought he's going to be 
doing a profession or making a profession out of music. But at the age of 17, he took a different turn. His family were, were Christians, but nominally, nominally Christians. They were religious, but just nominally, not deeply. But at the age of 17, he decided to take a different route to the displease of his parents. He decided to be a theologian, to study theology. They didn't like that, but he decided. He was in Germany. And he studied theology. And it seemed that he was very smart. He has a bright future as an author, as a, as a Christian writer, as a Christian theologian. At the same time, the Hitler started to rise to power. And he was one of few of the Christian leaders. He became a Christian leader. But he was one of the few of the Christian leaders who started to oppose the Nazis' agenda. To understand, we, we, when we speak of Nazis, we, we think of evil. And we don't understand how Germans accepted such an agenda. But to understand what was going on, you need to know that when Germany got out of the First World, World War, the, the, they felt they were oppressed, they were defeated, and there was consequences of economic depression. So, the, the, they were praying to get out of that distressing situation. And they prayed. And they thought that Hitler is the answer of their prayer. Hitler was the answer of their prayers. To understand what was said on pulpit like this in Germany before, or at the time Hitler was rising to power. I'll, I'll read to you one thing that one pastor said in a sermon like this one. He said the time is fulfilled for the German people of Hitler. It is because of Hitler that Christ God, the helper and redeemer, has become effective among us. Hitler is the way of the spirit and the will of God for the German people to enter the church of Christ. Another, that's, his name is Hermann Gruner. Another pastor said, Christ has come to us through Adolf, Adolf Hitler. I did, this is the environment. But there are people who were faithful to the mission of Christ, to the word of God. One of them is the guy I was just telling you his story. His name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I think I mentioned his name before. So this guy started to be a part of a movement against Nazism. And they were called the Confessing Church. And they made a confession that they are against the, the Nazis' agenda. And the wars they are thinking to do. And they started to be oppressed. And actually at the end, this movement was crushed. However, few of those people, one of them, the guy I'm mentioning, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he, he was unmoved. 
And he kept opposing this idea. He came to America once and then went back and then came again to America and his friends started to push him very much to say, save your life. You cannot live in, in Germany like that. If you want to do something, you should do it out of the country. But then he said something very interesting here. He decided to go back to Germany. And he said something interesting. I'm going to read many of what he said. Because I think it's very relevant to the question I began with from the gospel of today. He said to participate. He said I shall have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after the war. He knew that the war is coming. And many people thought that the Nazis will win the war. But he said, I shall have no right to participate in the reconstruction of Christian life in Germany after the war if I do not share the trials of this time with my people. Christians in Germany will face the terrible alternative of either willing to the defeat of their nation in order that Christian civilization may survive or willing the victory of their nation. They thought that he's going to win the war. Or willing the victory of their nation and thereby destroying our civilization. I know which of these alternatives I, I must choose. But I cannot make this choice in security. I cannot be away from persecution and speak the Christian message. So he decided to go back. And we know what, what happened. That he, he worked as a double agent to the Nazis... And he tried to save the Jews who were persecuted by, by the, by the, the Nazis. He, and he, his work was known and then he was captured. Two guys in black vestments in black Mercedes came and took him to prison in 1943. And he stayed in prison until he died. He was persecuted. He, I'm sorry, he was executed. Before the war, before the, the, the Flossenburg concentration camp was, was uh, liberated by the American troops in, in one month after his execution. He was speaking of this message, the discipleship to Christ. And it was amazing to read his book. He has a great book. I mentioned this book before. And I hope you read that book. I hope. I wish. I'm speaking to young folks mainly. I hope you read that book. Its, its name is The Cost of Discipleship. And when you read what he is saying about discipleship, it reminded me a lot. Within the, the second century, the early second century, when St. Ignatius of Antioch was taken to be a martyr, and he said on his way to be martyred in, in Rome that only now, only now when I'm going to be given as a martyr, only now I started to begin to be a disciple of Christ. To be a disciple of Christ is to witness, to be faithful to what you've learned. There, I'm not, you might say, why I'm saying this? We speak of martyrdom all the time. Because martyrdom, we, we are not in persecution, we are not persecuted. However, our beliefs are under fire. 
I mean, I don't know you're going to stone me after this talk or not. But look to college campuses. I mean, the driver of liberalism in, in America are college campuses. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I think so. I think so. And we are not persecuted by a sword on our necks. But we are, we are, our beliefs are so much challenged that we need to be martyrs. Then we, we need to stand for our values. I think in a situation that I don't see, I don't see it a lot different than what Bonhoeffer was saying when he was, when he was, uh, uh, in, in persecuted. And in his, in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, he wrote, by the way, before being in, in prison, he wrote another book, which is called Letters and Papers from Prison. They're always speaking of these two books as classics, Christian classics. The Cost of Discipleship, Letters and Papers from Prison. He was speaking about the cost of discipleship. He says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. When you decide to do the, 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 the commandments of God, you are willing to die. And we should be ready to do that. And he was also saying something very interesting that the church put the two gospels the gospel of, of the liturgy and the gospel of the Vespers together. He was speaking of this. He says, only the man who follows the command of Jesus single-mindedly and unresistingly lets his yoke rest upon him, finds his burden easy. The burden of living with Christ is not easy because we are not willing to take it. As soon as you decide to take it, you will find how easy it is. I'll say that again. The moment you decide to take the yoke of Christ, to live faithfully to Him, the moment you will understand how light is His yoke. The more you are from afar, looking to it, you say, oh, it's difficult, it's not practical, it's not easy, I cannot. But when you get and you decide to take it, Upon you, that's when you decide, when you find how light it is, because Christ Himself is taking it with you. Find His burden easy and under its gentle pressure receive the power to persevere in the right way. The command of Jesus is hard, unutterably, unutterably hard for those who try to resist it. For those who resist it, it is terrible. Living with Christ is not easy. For those who don't want to live with him. But for those who decide wholeheartedly to live with him. They will see and find how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The command of Jesus Christ is hard and unutterably hard for those who try to resist it. But for those who willingly submit, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. His commandments are not grievous. As said in, in 1st John chapter 5. That's why he says also that only he who is obedient can believe. You need obedience first. You need to believe in every word of God. And when you do that, 
you start to to believe and your belief will get, become and grow stronger he also spoke of the cheap grace and the costly grace there is a cost for being a christian that we should pay that's why the grace of god which is a free gift grace by definition is a free gift but the free gift there is something we need to pay for it not because we buy it but because this is our share our free will share that we need that grace so he spoke of cheap grace and costly grace and he said as Christianity spread and the church became more secularized this realization of the costliness of grace gradually faded that's exactly what happened in the 4th century the, the Christianity was persecuted for three centuries by the Roman Empire. But when Constantine became Christian, it was tolerated. And the peaceful time for Christianity came. However, the peaceful time came, but people started to rush to the church to benefit from being a Christian. Before, being a Christian usually means to become a martyr. To be a bishop, most probably will end up you being a martyr. Now, in the 4th century, because the emperor is Christian, to be a bishop, you'll be a man of power. And people rush to be in the clerical ranks of the church. Not because they want to take the yoke of Christ but to enjoy the benefits and the privileges of Christianity. That's why he said, when Christianity spread and the church became more secularized, this realization of the, costly, of the costliness of grace gradually faded. And then he spoke of cheap grace. When you tell people, come to Christ, it's easy, you don't need to repent, you, you are accepted as you are. You know, are you familiar with that rhetoric? Be yourself and the church should be accepting everyone. You didn't need to do anything. You didn't need to change any of your lifestyle. Otherwise the church would be judgmental. Right? That, does that sound familiar? So he speaks of cheap grace and says, Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. He's a Lutheran pastor. He's not Orthodox, but I hope you, you see what he's saying. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness. This is the most famous quote, uh, quote of, of Dietrich, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ. Living and incarnate. Without Jesus Christ. When we want to accept everyone, whatever our lifestyle is, whatever, however we're, we're living, you should be, we are accepted. God accepts everyone, but through repentance. This is a cost I should pay. I need to submit to Him. If God is defining 
what's right and what's wrong, what's sin and what's not, we should submit to that. Otherwise, we cannot be part of the, the church. He also goes on to say about the cost of, of the costly grace. Above all, it is costly because it cost God the life of His Son. You were bought by, at a price. The price that God paid for us is the, the blood of His Son. And what has cost God and what has cost God much cannot be shaped cheap for us. If the, the, our salvation, God paid for it, the son of the, the, the blood of His Son, we shouldn't take it lightly or cheap. It shouldn't be cheap to us. I'm going to conclude with the last quote. He said, it is costly because it costs a man his life. And it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. The only true life. If you want to live the true life, I think we need to be disciples. And we be ready to pay the price. To, to live according to God's word, even in a world that is challenging all the norms. All the Christian values severely challenge it. I think also it is tied to to the the political debates. It's not my job to bring politics here on the pulpit, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have any intention to bring politics. But I want, especially again, the young folks here, that we think that we are living. In a time we, there are great values that are promoted, social justice, equality, but it's a justice and equality that, that is, that we need to do by our hands, not as great values given to us by God. That's why in the very beginning of the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he, he was against the, the ideals the Nazi regime started to promote, they look nice. They are appealing, especially to the young folks. However, it separates God from those values, from those ideals. And this is a trick. We should be very aware as Christians that without God, without God, there is no good. There is no real good. There is, there is no sustainable good in this life. And remember, the people who are calling for the equality, I mean, socialists and, and communists, I mean, they did atrocities that are unmatched throughout human history. The, as, I, as I was saying last week in the Arabic sermon, that the bloodiest century of all human history was the 20th century with all the advancement in in science in technology and with the promotion of values of equality however people try to do it without the presence of god i think we need to be aware of that and we should be willing to be disciples everywhere we are on college campuses where our, our values are challenged. We need to be the Christians who are disciples of Christ, even to the point of martyrdom. Not physical martyrdom, I don't think, but we need to witness. And by the way, martyr 
and martyrdom are coming from a Greek word which means witness, martyria, witness. We need to be witnesses and glory be to God forever, man.